Hello, and welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast, episode 156. I'm Nick. I'm Kelly. I'm Jared. We're here to talk about comics, uh, ice cream. No, wait. What? Ice cream? Sure. I want ice cream right now. Now you've committed um, us to talking about ice cream. So what's your fla- okay favorite that. flavor of ice cream, Jared? Butter pecan. Butter pecan. That's a good one. Yep. Kelly? Mint chip, the green kind. Mint chip. I like pistachio. Mm. It's good. It's good stuff. Cool Thank on. you for listening. We'll I'm be back <laughs> next week. <laughs> Let's start an ice cream podcast. Um, all right. So, yeah. What have you guys been up to? Did you guys do anything fun this week? No? <laughs> uh, I caught up on a whole bunch of TV that I was behind on. Uh, I me too. I hadn't watched the last like four or five episodes of iZombie. I hadn't watched oh, the so last, good. the second half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, man. But I, it just kept recording. So, I had like <laughs> nine That's episodes on my DVR. That's the best way to do it. So, yeah. I... I did all of that, and then yeah, like a couple of my favorite shows came back. So it was, I Zombie is so good. It is. I haven't watched the the new, the premiere. Yet. Oh, it was on yesterday, right? Yeah. Oh, so. I need to watch it. <laughs> I thought you caught up. Uh, I loosely caught up. So there's so many shows now. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I watched. Uh, what else? Did I? I watched White God. What's that? It's uh this I think it's a Latvian movie. Oh, I think I read about uh, this. about <laughs> this girl and her dog, and she gets separated from the dog, and the dog goes through like a bunch of terrible things and eventually becomes like uh gets trained to be like a fighting dog oh boy and then uh helps all the dogs from the like pound escape <laughs> and there's like thousands of dogs roaming the street in like a, oh, pa- a pack i think i saw is it a movie yeah yeah i saw a trailer for it <laughs> it's is great. it whatever since it's not in english they didn't have any dialogue in yeah. those trailers they just like show stuff it's crazy so it's just like crazy people running and then dogs running and i'm like what is going on in yeah this so movie? there's like an army of dog like ter- terrorizing the city yep. sounds right. amazing <laughs> it's really good where does it take place i want to move there <laughs> <laughs> it's really messed up though a lot of terrible yeah. things happen right. to dogs yeah. in it yeah. never mind <laughs> but it's very good move there after when everything's happy again once the dogs have taken control yes <laughs> uh yeah how about you, Jared? Did you watch anything or do anything? I didn't watch anything. Neither of us did uh, anything. <laughs> my friends, uh, Lizzie and Graham, got married. Or sort of. Congratulations, Lizzie and Graham. Sort of yep. congratulations, Lizzie Well, they got married at the courthouse a year ago, but didn't have any party or anything. So they finally got around to throwing like a big party up in Ithaca, New York, of all places. Nice, nice. Uh, so we drove up there, and it was in like an old barn that someone... They, they had a plaque up. I was very confused until I read the plaque, and it said you know, an award for conserving this barn from, you know, some pond. So they had picked up this barn and moved it to a new place and oh, made weird. it to like a rustic wedding setting location. <laughs> hey, thing. man, that's, that's a moneymaker. I know. I was totally like, this is genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. Uh, a lot of good music and a lot of delicious foods. And uh, they had like cool, like, uh, not Polaroids, but like digital Polaroids. Mm-hmm. So it's like a digital camera with Polaroid type film in it. Just nice. prints out right there. And so everyone's taking photos and dancing and there was a lot of food. That was great. <laughs> Sounds great. And that was it. <laughs> it was like, thanks. Sweet. Good times. My friends got married in a barn last year, and I was in the wedding. And because of how old the barn was, there was oh. like space between the planks. And so the bride was like, so here's the deal. You can't wear high heels. And I was like, this is officially the greatest wedding <laughs> I've ever <laughs> been in. <laughs> I am. I have to wear flats. This is amazing. So like the floorboards were just so gapped. Yeah, like it, it wasn't. fall through or get stuck. Yeah, no, you weren't going to fall, but your your heels, <laughs> small heels wow. might get stuck. Yeah, so it was it was fantastic. That's pretty genius. Did anybody wear heels? Uh, Some people did. And get stuck in the holes. Nobody got stuck. Oh, that would have been great. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, that's all we've been up to, right? I'm missing out on TV, though. Talk about some news. Yeah, there's so much TV to watch now. All right, news. (laughs) 
All right. Marvel announced a bunch of things. Uh, they announced that Jeff Lemire and Greg Smallwood are taking over Moon Knight. So cool. there's a new Moon Knight book. Wasn't Smallwood already drawing Moon Knight? He might have. He might have done. Did, I think he drew when Brian Wood was writing yeah. it. So he the, did second. the second storyline. Yeah. yeah, his art's great. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, also, Dan Slott and Mike Allred's Silver Surfer is coming back. Yes, yeah. so exciting. I'm so excited. I was so sad that it was ending. I know, me too. I had no idea it was going to come back, and it's very surprising and great. News. That's awesome. It's, you know, cosmic love story. It's yeah. the best. It's, the best. <laughs> so, it's Doctor Who with Silver Surfer. No, uh, <laughs> it's better than Doctor Who right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, it's David Tennant, Doctor Who. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> they also announced that Mockingbird is going to be an ongoing series based on that one shot because oh, it really? did very well. Oh yeah. wow, it's kind of interesting that like that used to be a thing. They had like Marvel Presents or Marvel Team Up. Like they used to do like all these short like right. anthology books where some like writers and artists could literally do like a twelve page story or an eight page story. Yeah, and if it was good, then they'd be like, "Oh, cool, keep going with it." I guess they kind of did that well, with like that's what happened with Spider Gwen. Yeah, I was that's, gonna say Spider Gwen I mean. was like the it's same thing. finally starting to come yeah. back. Yeah, because while it would it was the same people over and over. Yeah, it's a good way to like so, test things yeah, out. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, they didn't really have stories. a proving ground for some of these people yeah. who were like okay, but needed to show that they could pull it off. So that's yeah, and this exciting. is gonna be Chelsea Kane, who again, she I think this was the first comic she ever wrote, so this yeah. is really oh, awesome. Right. Yeah, she was a novelist. She's right? a mystery writer. Wow, yeah, good for her. Yeah, it's exciting. That's awesome. Uh, they haven't announced an artist yet, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> this other piece of news is great. Oh boy. Jim Lee and Frank Miller say they're going to return to All Star Batman and Robin. <laughs> All right. Most importantly, Kelly, do you know what that is? Um, I mean, no. It's about I the guess. goddamn Batman. It's terrible. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I assumed I don't. No, no, like... no. It's it's far worse than you thought. It's cool. great. So when was it? It's one of my favorite. Two thousand eight. My favorite things to read. Two thousand seven. It's been a while. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, so Frank Miller, who's famous for Dark Knight Returns and right. you know all that stuff, said, "I'm going to come back to the Batman," and people freaked out. And he's like, "And Jim Lee's going to draw it," and people freaked out even more. And so it's going to be like his updated modern Batman thing, and it was just the most like ham-fisted super super serious gritty to the point of being hilarious oh uh, that's also like really weird yeah there's yeah, an issue where so weird where batman and robin paint an entire room and themselves yellow because yep. green lantern is coming to fight them yeah because remember how green lantern way back in the day his, his and batman calls himself the goddamn batman yeah, several he, times green, green lantern's weakness used to be that he couldn't affect things that were yellow right yeah but that was like in the 60s yeah so that's so not continuity but frank miller was like that's awesome and so yeah. Oh, it doesn't take place in in any kind. Yeah, it's I mean, just, it's like it was like All Star Superman. Frank Miller's imagination. It yeah. came out at the same time as All Star Superman, so you know how yeah. far. Yeah. So they're supposed oh, to do this God. crazy All Star line, which was supposed to be amazing. So you got this Grant Morrison, Frank Quitely Superman, which was astounding. Right. And they're going to do an All Star Wonder Woman, and then they did this, and everyone's like, oh. <laughs> so he had that scene and like yeah. There's also a controversial issue oh, where that's right, uh, with the swearing. Batgirl shows up and she swears like every other word, and they blacked it out. But with the this, first like, time they shipped them out, it. Yeah. they messed it up. So you could see all the things. So I was yeah. like, it's so weird because they printed it underneath. So you could see it's, all the terrible like, it's things like they she was photoshopped saying. Oh my gosh. black bars to censor it and it didn't print dark enough. <laughs> so it was just like a gray box instead of a black box. So you had to destroy all of them. Yeah. They yeah. literally destroyed the entire print run of that copy and then reprinted yeah, it. crazy. It was amazing. The whole thing was a train wreck like that. But yeah. This sounds like it's a cool thing that we should definitely do again. Yep. No, I, like, I really want to read but it. But it was even oh better because as it started going on, like everyone's like, this is so funny and so over the top that people enjoyed it for that. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And Frank Miller, about halfway through, was like, Oh yeah, it, it was my funny take on ba- you know he's like trying to adjust to everyone hating his writing. It was, it was amazing. still terrible, uh, yeah. but great. So 
Uh, yeah, this is ridiculous. That's all the news. I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. I'm glad that you're happy, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Oh boy, <laughs> a great time. Also, Master Race is coming out. Man, oh, it's gonna boy. be great. Yeah. Good the times worst. all around. Uh, yeah, so that's all the news. We have. Do we have a question? Oh, we have something. We have a bit we of have feedback. Info, feedback. There you go. Yeah. So last week we talked about um, Was it two weeks ago. I don't yeah, remember. talked about uh, a book. By somebody's name who we couldn't pronounce, and he sent us an email. It was a uh, laughing meal. That yeah, we it was laughing meal. SPX. All the mini comics from SPX, and he sent us an email. It says because we asked. Yeah, we, asked we, how we, to we pronounce the name. To the universe, how do you pronounce your name? So this is more of a correction. Uh, he says it's pronounced pron us no you kite us. Pron us no you kite us. Yeah, is that Greek? Pron us no you kite us. No. Oh Greek. man. Oh. So you totally did it wrong. I seem Greek. <laughs> I thought that was a great guess, though. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> Still. Uh, it's a tough one, he says. Uh, thanks for the glowing review. Made my day. Thanks. Cool. You missed the, the winky comic face. Made our day there's too. a winky face. Oh, there. there's a winky face Thank there, you too. for sending us a winky face. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, Nick just noticed that uh, his he has another new book out that uh, came out. Oh, yeah. He has a book ago. that came out a week ago called Dinosaurs in Space. About dinosaurs in space. It's for kids. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like uh, Toon Books did that younger readers line of like nice little hardcover books right. uh, for starting readers. And this is another company doing a very similar thing. So there's even more cool books coming out for kids to get them into comics. So yeah. there's another cool one to check out. It's more exciting. the merrier. And it's about dinosaurs in space. Yep, I'm sold. <laughs> I want to read it. Uh, yeah, so that's all the questions, sort of question. Uh, but we take them from people. But we'll take them. We'll take some questions. Send them to us at uh, Big Planet Comics on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Tumblr, Tumblr, Gmail, Gmail Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no. you can send them. Telegraph. To us. We don't have a Pinterest. We don't have no. a Pinterest. We should have a Pinterest. Pinteresting. No. no. Maybe we're missing all our questions on Pinterest. There's like a huge backlog of Pinterest questions. <laughs> I don't even know That's where all the questions are going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So now let's do some reviews. We love comics. They're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lobdell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. First up, we have all new, all different Marvel Point One and Avengers Number Zero. I'll talk about these together because they're kind of the same thing. Um, they're both um, short stories leading into a lot of the new Marvel books coming out. Um, Avengers Number Zero is obviously like about all the different Avengers teams. Uh, <laughs> the cool twist in it, I guess, is that it, uh, the story that kind of bookends it is about the Squadron Supreme. And how there are different versions of Squadron Supreme from around um, the multiverse teaming up to kind of watch over the Earth and maybe go up against the Avengers. So that's kind of cool. It's basically like the Justice League fighting the Avengers, which is fun. Um, but yeah, I liked all these little short stories. They're all... Um, the Vision one was the highlight, I it think, for me. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so It was, it was heartbreaking. very heartbreaking, but so it was good. not what I expected them to... I guess I was <laughs> expecting the all-new, all-different Avengers because you've got Kamala Khan and right, you've got right. Miles Morales. I was expecting to see the kids and know it was this well, heartbreaking Vision yeah. story. I guess you didn't know like what the Vision was going to be doing in this, and now you well, kind of you get do. a little bit of a clue. Um, I also really liked the, uh, the uh, Deadpool one. I thought that one was pretty good. It's like the, um, the Uncanny Avengers one. I thought it, the characterization of Deadpool was cool and it, it felt a little bit like the old Uncanny X-Force stuff. Um, and he takes an interesting direction. And I don't know. I liked it. I liked the last page a lot. 
What else do they have in there? Uh, they had like a, the new Avengers sample. Yep. They had Ultimates, uh, yep. which which just has America Chavez, America which is pretty Chavez. great. <laughs> and A Force. Um, but yeah, they're all kind of cool little short stories. Um, some of them are better than others, but they all get you know if you want to get this to kind of get a taste of how the books will feel, um, get yeah. a little bit of it. I mean, like the Visions thing is is kind of not really gonna like it's not you don't see the rest of the Avengers, so it's not like a huge. Yeah, but it's thing, still a but, good start. But it's very interesting. Yeah, and it's all stuff that isn't going to be anywhere else. Right. So um, this is the only way you see it. And the same thing in all new, all different Marvel Point One. Um, this one is a framing device. Is the, the Contest of Champions, and they're looking for people to recruit. So, so I, I read this first, and I didn't understand the whole framing thing. Oh, and really? I was yeah. so confused because you have vision, you have right. like Venom on one page, and the next page is Carnage, and I was like, "What yeah. <laughs> happened yeah. here?" It's really weird. Yeah, that's always been their their flaws with these kind of like anthology sampler books. Is there's they try have been trying to do those framing sequences, right. and it doesn't always fit very well. Yeah. But it's like the I'll, Avengers one fit, but yeah, this one's a little weird. Yeah, once you figure it out, it's sure, okay. Right. But, but yeah, it's, it's not really necessary. It's just, yeah, it's just, just like a way for them just to be show like us your new books. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, in this one you get a little bit of Carnage, which I actually kind of liked. I didn't oh. expect to like it at all. Yeah, there, there's there's um, some new Marvel stuff we're a little dubious on. Because I like Mike Perkins good. a lot, and the, it's yeah. kind of an interesting story, I guess, because uh, it's got uh, Colonel Jameson, <laughs> who I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it had, you know, there's a one about Groot and Rocket Raccoon, which was okay, I guess. It's a Halloween story. Um, there's a variety of things. I don't know. There's... New Daredevil, which the new Daredevil, which I liked. Did you like that? No, I didn't really. I don't like the look of it. I, that's what much. I like the most about it. <laughs> well, there we are. I like that it's kind of like um, I don't know. It's almost like just black and white and red. I like the only colors used in it. A little bit of blues. Um, it's Sin City. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not quite. Sin City is mostly just black <laughs> with some white. Um, but I, I don't know. I thought I liked this new character. I thought he was kind of interesting and definitely a different. You know, thing. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what else was in here? Last page. Last page, yeah. Last page. Oh, yeah. No, there was a Agents oh, of Shield thing, which. Oh, yeah. No, I loved the, the Shield and the Inhumans. Yeah. I think the, the Inhumans one I liked best because it like was a full story. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just a bit of something. Yeah, that one was interesting. Yeah, so I liked that a lot. Yeah, so that was those things. All new Marvel Point One and Avengers Number Zero. Definitely check them out, at least if you want like a taste of some of the Yeah, if you want to know stuff. about the new Marvel stuff or about the new Avengers stuff, definitely grab those. And then yeah. we will let you know when all those series start up their number ones. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about all of these millions of number ones yep. coming out soon. Uh, but yeah, next up we have Jughead number one by Chips Darsky and Erica Henderson, continuing the new revamp of Archie. Yep, so they've had three issues of Archie out now, and this is uh, Jughead's point of view. And Jughead has always been kind of the weird, I don't know, goofy sidekick with not much personality. And at least in our stores, among our customers, the least popular Archie supporting <laughs> character. Like, you know, Jughead comics will come out and be like, oh, I want Betty, and I want Veronica, and I want that new Archie. I don't care about Jughead. Um, <laughs> Jughead's so, the best. <laughs> I know. Uh, so I thought this was a really good like way to give him some interesting personality and kind of motivation while still making him a complete, like, food crazed whatever they carried over the kind of supporting crazy role he had in archie uh number one of and uh, the new archie series that is kind of like trying to help archie get through things that he's not really handling very well <laughs> uh but there's some pretty amazing uh dream slash fantasy sequences in here uh including a game of thrones montage that is amazing called <laughs> game of jones jughead in game of jones yep 
and I think my favorite part is when Jughead discovers that all the wonderful foods he's enjoyed in his whole life, he could also make himself, <laughs> which I thought was a pretty nice. Yeah, it's just burgers. It's just burgers. Oh, sure. Yeah, but but yeah, it's re- it's it was really funny. I don't um, know. He was super excited about lasagna as well. Yeah, <laughs> just he loves lasagna. Uh, but yeah, there was some interesting kind of drama involving the, the school and changes happening around the school. And yeah, I thought uh, that was the best thing uh, as far as school. an ongoing plot is that uh, Principal Weatherby, the classic old principal, is being replaced by a much more serious and uh, kind of hard edge. Mr. Stranger? Mr. Yes. Stanger. <laughs> is it Stanger? Stanger? I thought it was Stranger. No. <laughs> uh, but just, yeah, you know, like very much like bottom line is efficient. Let's do all this stuff and kind of taking out all the fun things about going to school. Yeah, I like the way this sort of set up with um, you've got Betty in her like with her cause and Veronica's entire role is to like walk into a scene and be disgusted and walk away, (laughs) (laughs) which I I enjoyed greatly. So I like how it's sort of like he I mean, it's it's Chip Zdarsky being Chip Zdarsky. Absolutely. But he manages to work a lot of ridiculousness into like a regular school day in a really cool way. I liked how he used that format. Also, Erica Henderson's art is awesome. Is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Her her Jughead's a little inconsistent in the style, but it's always Jughead. Yes. uh, Which I think fits really well. And like she's uh, been doing Unbeatable Squirrel Girl on what's it called? Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Um, And like her cartoony wackiness of Squirrel Girl is exactly appropriate for Jughead. I don't think this would work as well on the Archie comic, but for just the insane antics of Jughead, it's so good. Yeah, it's pretty perfect. All right. Jughead that was Jughead one. number one. Next up, we have Batman and Robin Eternal number one. Um, guess last year DC did Batman Eternal, and that was successful, so they started to do, decided to do another one. Because this is another weekly uh, series. Weekly, yeah, yep. it's another yep. weekly series. Um it's who's it written by? Oh yeah, it's, it's uh, Tinney and the Fourth. It's James Tinney and the Fourth and Scott Snyder plotting it, and then Tinney and doing the script. It, yeah, and the art is by Tony Daniel. I'm assuming they'll have various artists throughout this. Um, but uh, yeah, this picks up on some of the threads from Batman Eternal. Like a lot of the characters are there. Um, like Bluebird, you know, you get a little more of her story continuing through this. But and it's spoiler. Yeah, but it's um, present in the current Batman stuff, so right. you don't have Bruce around. Yeah, so Bruce is around. The main character so far is um, Grayson. Grayson, yeah. Slash Nightwing, slash Robin. Uh, and spoiler, she's, or not spoiler, Bluebird. Yeah. yeah. So you get some flashbacks of, of Batman and Robin with Robin's terrible costume. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you also get Red Robin and uh, like the Red Hood. A few support, like all the supporting cast have cameos, but that they're not, they're very much to the yeah. side of. The main story involves uh, uh, Dick, uh, Dick Grayson kind of revisiting one of his old, one of his first outings as Robin. Um, and something happens that's tied directly to that. And we're introduced to Cassandra Kane and then uh, some crazy new villains. So wait, has Cassandra Kane not been in the new storyline? No. Oh nope. man. And then some crazy awesome. some yeah. crazy twist at the end involving <laughs> some things that happened to Batman. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, nuts. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's completely <laughs> nuts. Yeah, I was like, it wait, throws what? a lot of twist and definitely sets up like kind of the secrets of Batman. You know, like all the stuff that could yeah. have been in the backstory that they just haven't gotten to yet and do a really good job with it. And it's a cool point. Because for them to do it, because of course you don't have Bruce able to defend himself right. at yeah. all, so yeah. it's all on the Robins. Um, yeah, I love this, yeah. really did. 
It's really cool. I'm excited yeah. to see where it goes. I thought the beginning was a little confusing, and they're trying to get. There's a definitely lot a lot of, of things happening. A lot of characters. Play. Well, because like Grayson's story is so complicated right. at this point. I think that's just there's so much backstory to it. But once it gets into him, just kind of investigating and trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And going, is it Graybird? Is that her name? I was good. Bluebird. Bluebird. Um, like the two of them, and uh, uh, it was great. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, that was Batman and Robin Eternal number one. Next up, we have From Under Mountains, number one, by Marion Churchland, Claire Gibson, and Sloane Lone. Yeah, so this is um, this is kind of an interesting thing because Marion Churchland did the story, but Claire Gibson, Claire, Claire Gibson uh, does the script, and Sloane Leung does all the art. Um, so it sort of is an interesting collaborative effort. Um, it's this new high fantasy thing. Um, if you read Eight House Arclight, the first two issues yeah. of Eight House, that's Marion Churchland. Yep. Um, so high fantasy is pretty much her jam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is, drops you into this like completely foreign fantasy world, and you've got people working magic, and then it jumps to um, it jumps to this pair of siblings who are a prince and princess in this land, and the you know prince is able to go wherever he wants to, and the princess is basically kept kept in the fortress until she can marry well. Um, and there are, you know, there's a thief afoot and there's just, there's a lot of stuff happening and it, but it doesn't feel confusing. It feels very yeah. organic. Yeah. It's very easy to follow. Um, and you're, I mean, I was immediately just like fascinated. Yeah, it's got a very Game of Thronesy vibe. Yeah, very much uh, so. Including some murderous spirits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, where, where yeah. It, it seems very grounded and then weird magical stuff will like be in the background. Yeah. So it's not like dominant or overwhelming. Um, but I think the art too, like it was a very clean color palette and like the the panels were like kind of not necessarily bright but like open. Yeah, there's not much in the so, way of background. It's yeah. very much just sort of like a, a block of color which um, works actually for this yeah. just I mean, because some, of the like, colors that are used in like castles and mountains right. and stuff. Yeah, but um, you get like half of a wall and right. then everything else is blue, or which whatever. I think like kind of left it feeling less crowded. Like, yeah, a lot of fantasy stuff seems a little heavy. Yeah, so it was great. Yeah, was super uh, cool. It's from Under Mountains number one. Next up, we have Doctor Strange number one. What? This what? book was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it was by Jason Aaron and Chris Bacalo. Uh and Kevin Nolan. This is the backup story, which was actually pretty great. I, I'm I didn't realize how much I, I really like Kevin Nolan. I hadn't seen any, so his long. stuff in a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, God, he's great. Uh, and not to say that Chris Bacalo's art wasn't great in this. It's very um, different, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely different. Uh, but so uh, all this Marvel stuff, is, uh, number ones, are all eight months after Secret Wars, even though Secret Wars is still kind of happening. Eight months in continuity. Um, yeah. But this uh, doesn't have anything to do so far, this with doesn't the continuity. doesn't seem to have anything so. to do, yeah, to... Doesn't spoil Secret Wars in any oh, way. It, oh, really? Maybe, maybe, <laughs> except for the fact that Doctor Strange is alive. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I but mean, that's a different Doctor Strange. I feel possibly, like so. Oh, I feel like everybody we don't know. We yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's that's what's weird. But I feel like everybody knew that just based on the announcement that a right. new Doctor Strange series was coming out. No, because if it, haven't they had other Doctor Strange where he wasn't the lead character in it? No, but when they yeah. announced it, they were like, "It's Doctor Strange. Yeah. There he is. It's yeah. Demon Strange." Uh, but anyway, so in this one, uh, Doctor Strange is going into like. Um, Oh, sorry, just timeline. Can you what? imagine if it was the Doctor Strange from like that James Stoko Avengers? In That's the, future? the Doctor Strange I want. The seventeenth reincarnation. No, yes. Anyway, anyway, sorry. But funny. anyway, this Doctor Strange <laughs> is the regular Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange, and he's back to kind. Of, it's it. It takes him back to his roots. He's just fighting ghosts and monsters and, and demons. magical stuff. He's the Sorcerer Supreme um, again. Yep. Yeah, and he he meets up with some other um 
kind of supernatural champions like Scarlet Witch and Doctor Voodoo. That was my favorite Shaman. part. They He's basically the sorcerer's have, club. They have yeah. like a, a like a drinking night where he gets together with all the other magical. They people. go to the bar with no doors. Yep, a magician's only lounge hidden deep within the bowels of New York City. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, yeah, and he meets up with like this weird dude named uh, Monaco, the Prince of Magic. Who kind of tells him that he's, you know, he needs to, he has to pay a price for all the things he's done. Um, like magic isn't free, and anyway, yeah, it gets which, cool. I and then it was interesting because his point was that he needs to pay a magical price, and Doctor Strange is like, yeah, but I pay the price of like destroying my life and like how much how difficult this all is, and he's like, that's right. not enough. And he, he <laughs> this guy's know. like literally every life I save, I kill a bunny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, there's a, and there's a funny part where Scarlet Witch is like, uh, well, the the guy says, oh, there's a. There's a terrible slaughter coming, and she's like, again? <laughs> no one. Um, and then we get introduced to this um, this girl who wants to find out like what's wrong with her because she's got this really gross uh, magical problem. thing on her head. Yeah. yeah, well, the whole throughout the book, he's noticing that there are these um, these weird like demonic presences that are more and more and more there. And yeah, like an increasing the, presence. Yeah. And it, and in the beginning, he's, he's actually driving a group away that... Um, are running from something else. Right. Yeah. So you get this sense of there's this oncoming storm. There's this oncoming storm. And then at the backup, you get a little bit of a, more of a hint of what that is. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Kevin Nolan backup story. Um, but this yeah. is actually very funny. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can tell that Jason Aaron is having a really, really good time with this. Right. Like at one point, he talks about how he mostly gets his customers through word of mouth. Like he doesn't advertise. And the girl who comes to him says, you know, so can you help me? Like I heard that, that you helped yeah. this guy who had a dog growing out of his chest. And he's like, well, to be fair, that guy died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> but also like you kind of made Stephen Strange kind of like a swinging cool dude again like yeah well he's, he's trying to be well that's the thing but he's been so serious and stodgy true, in yeah. some other rights and this one he's like i'm in another dimension fighting demons whoa there's a pretty lady demon i'm gonna seduce her yeah, while he I'm makes fight. out like, with a woman yeah demon. so he like throws in this kind of like but he's, flirtatious crazy playboy aspect to him too which yeah. i thought was really funny it's even though he's still a super huge nerd right it's definitely back to basics because he's been through some hard stuff the last yeah. few years he sold his soul at some point yeah yeah um but yeah that was Doctor Strange number one. Very, very good. Speaking of very good, next up we have Paper Girls number one. You miss Kelly doing the happy dance. <laughs> some dude named Brian K. Vaughn and some dude named Cliff Chang. Yeah, y'all, they didn't even put their names on the front of this no. comic. Like, this is some Madonna they stuff didn't right here. To, <laughs> That's true. Actually, well, it's I on wish the back. They, yeah, I wish <laughs> they had. Small. We had to explain it to some people. Oh, no, really? But yeah, so this is. Um, it's such a good cover. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fantastic. When they announced this at the Image Expo, like, I lost my mind. This is the thing that I have been looking forward to for months and months and months. Um, so this is about, takes place in 1988. It's about a group of girls um, who are all, I think, like 12, 13 years old. And they are uh, paper girls. They all have uh, paper routes in this same neighborhood. And uh, one of their number was the first ever paper girl in this town. Right. So it's still sort of like, it's still kind of a boys club. Right. And so they, they look out for each other. Um, they've got walkie talkies and stuff. It's great. <laughs> and so this takes place on um, All Saints. So it's the day after Halloween. and um, At five in the morning. At five in the morning. So early to deliver the yep. papers. And they run into a group of people who might be extraterrestrial. Or something. Something. Uh, so this feels like 
close encounters or yeah, it's you like know a classic spiel like goonies like, or goonies yeah, yeah. yeah this is it's what it feels it's like it's super grounded until weird stuff or like happening. monster squad which there's a poster of in the girls room yeah, yeah. great <laughs> um i love these kids so much they're so cool they they are so well defined as characters um like i think my favorite thing is they're talking about how one of the girls is the, f- the first ever paper girl and then one of the other girls goes hey I was the first altar girl long before Mac took over her brother's route and her <laughs> friend goes yeah Tiffany's like the Amelia Earhart of crap that doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite thing yeah so I guess uh, yeah there's some crazy things start happening when them they get their stuff stolen by somebody and <laughs> there's a crazy crazy twist crazy at the very twist. End. and the artist Cliff Chang it looks phenomenal Yep, um, this is his first thing since Wonder Woman, which was so good. This yeah. is his first creator-owned thing too, which oh, is wow, really nice. awesome. Really yeah, cool. yep. oh, man, good He's, for him. He was a DC guy for ages. Uh, the thing that you have all skipped over is the first four pages of this is a whole dream sequence. Yeah, one of the craziest dream sequences I've ever had <laughs> or ever seen in a comic. And then I'm like, oh, featuring okay. Krista McAuliffe from the Challenger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and demons and angels, and and then you're like, okay, that was a weird dream. And then the comic gets super weird at the end, so I'm like, maybe that wasn't entirely a dream. All right. So, it could have been a premonition. Yeah. Who it's also knows? a really cool way to set up like this girl and what she cares about. Yeah. Because you know right, automatically you see, like, all the she knows she, likes. she knows who this astronaut is. She likes the challenger. She yep. you know, she would do she, anything for her sister. Yeah. Like yep. it tells you a lot about her right off the bat in a really creative way. Yeah. Uh this is I will also say that this, this was about like I don't know, fifty pages, sixty pages. I don't know. It was real long for three bucks. And so it's three bucks. That's nuts. They're the best. And it's got a really nice cover. And yeah, definitely get it. Paper this Girls is number one. God, my favorite thing recommendation. since I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, Maybe wow. Miss Marvel. Like get, I can't even. Guys, this is better than Saga, guys. It might be. Honestly, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's so good. Uh, do you guys see that in the back you can send off and get a membership card for the American yeah. Newspaper Delivery Guild? Don't you think I'm doing that? <laughs> we should all do that. I'm sure amazing. Kelly hasn't done it yet. <laughs> Eight to 12 weeks for delivery. Oh, man. Supplies last. Ah, we should do it right now. <laughs> all right. Let's end the podcast. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, no, yeah. we have more things to talk oh, Okay. What are we talking Just about? Just two more things. Uh, that was Paper Girls number one. Next up, we have Survivor's Club number one by Lauren Bukes, Dale Hoverson, and Ryan Kelly. Um. So... Most importantly, this is from Vertigo, guys. Well, this is you're, the you're beginning Vertigo? of Vertigo's kind of. They published uh, Exterminators, and yeah. uh, there's uh, gonna be a lot of new Vertigo books in the next few months. They published which and then amazing. canceled Effigy, which I will never forgive them. Did for. they cancel it? They did. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. so good. That book was all seven issues. Se- number seven is the craziest tie-up every storyline in a single issue I've ever read. <laughs> it was terrible. Made me very sad too. I cried <laughs> when yeah. they canceled that book. I, I didn't cried. know they canceled it till I read the trade and I got to the end. And I'm like, what? No, it was the worst. Anyways, Survivors oh, hey. Club. Survivors Club. So uh, this is very Vertigo-y, and I mean that in the good way. Uh, basically, it starts off with an email sent out anonymously or to an anonymous group of people uh, from a woman who says, "Hey, I found your list of our names on the internet." And on this list of names, everyone on it has disappeared or died, except for the six of us. And we all live in the same area, and we're all connected, and something really bad happened to us in 1987. We should get together and talk about it. And then the next day, five of the six people show up, except for the six, who we'll get to later. And they're all really weird. And uh, they start, the, the girl is trying to explain that she thinks that there is something weird going on. 
and that something bad happened to her in this time. And it's tied to this video tied game. Tied to a super creepy video game. Uh, and so there's she claims there's a new version of the video game. And when she tries to play the game for everybody, everyone freaks out in different ways. And they kind of have a split up where like some people say, yeah, we'll work together. And some people are like, I don't know if we will. And then um, they say, all right, we'll maybe investigate this. And then the last three or four pages are just crazy twist, crazy twist, crazy twist. Everything is crazy. And there, that's the first issue. <laughs> so very vertigo, um, some very weird horror and possibly supernatural twisty stuff at the end. Maybe fantasy stuff. Maybe sci-fi. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's some fun stuff. It's a very classic kind of vertigo feeling book, um, which they haven't had in a little while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. Uh, there's some more coming out rapidly in the next few I think few they're weeks. doing 12 Vertigo titles this year. Something like that. A lot, yeah. yeah. So we'll be covering all those too. Yeah, yeah, Twilight Children is next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. Uh, Survivors Club number one, that was that. Uh, next up, we have Secret Quarters by Jean Luan Yang and Mike Holmes. Uh, this is a book that is published by First Second. Um, yeah, tell us what it's about, Kelly. So this is the first of a series of books. Um, it's about a group of kids at this sort of weird boarding school. Well, not boarding school, but just private school. Um, it starts with one girl who transfers in. And um, it's basically, they're trying to figure out, that some weird stuff is happening, and they're trying to figure out what it is. And all of the all of their ways of figuring it out end up coming back to like binary code and coding in a way that doesn't feel like ham-fisted at all. <laughs> like I learned more about binary code yep. from this book than I did in any college classroom where I was supposed to be learning about <laughs> binary code because it just is very, um, it's very subtle. Right. And it's great. It's um, it, Well, it's also that they have ways of like setting it up because... Coding is a kind of tricky concept to explain, yeah. but since this is able to use the visuals, they have some really cool things where they'll explain it a little bit and then kind of make a game out of it, yeah. where they literally say to the reader, can you figure out what this says in binary, or can you figure out what this code is going to do to this character if they follow the instructions? Yeah. And so there's a lot about like code and problem solving, but there's also a whole lot about characters um weird mysteries yeah well the the main the main character is this girl who's just transferred there and she's like totally into basketball and so she approaches this group of guys who are playing basketball and is like hey let's be buds and they of course don't want anything to do with her um and she's 12 it's a bad age she, for yeah everybody. and i mean she accidentally like hits somebody in the face with a basketball so well, it's not <laughs> that's not good right off the bat but it's so it's sort of it's you know it's as much about like learning as it is about these kids legitimately being human beings and like learning to be friends in a really awesome way um so yeah no, it's it's fantastic and there's good character development too like, really good like there's a mysterious janitor there's a very <laughs> strange mysterious uh, janitor. professor mm -hmm. who's trying to meet with the principal there's something going on at her at her home life you don't know what's going on yet all the kids got some stuff going on. It's it was a very nice like slow build out of all those parts that just added to the mystery while they're figuring stuff out using all these cool games and coding tricks and stuff. And there's definitely a little robot that looks like a turtle. Definitely <laughs> true. So yeah, this will be a series of books and um Yeah, it kinda ends on this interesting cliffhanger of literally again saying, like, can you figure out what's about to happen? Which yeah. I thought was awesome. So I mean I I know coding is like the thing of the future. If yeah. your kid is a good age for this book, give this book to your kid. Like yeah, totally. it's it's a fantastic foundation um, and a fantastic story. So that's Secret Coders. Secret Coders. Everybody check it out. 
Yep. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's cool. All. Just those books. Uh, we'll be back next week with a million more Marvel books. <laughs> uh, that'll be happening for a month or two, maybe yep. there's, longer. There's a lot of new stuff coming. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.